Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. It is a matter of it takes time and it takes time and it takes time before you have easy access to all of the elements of the technique of acting, of the craft of acting, of the tools of acting, whatever you want to call them. And there are many. Now, sometimes, there are two things at work here. Sometimes it is a good idea just to kind of go through and say, all right, so what are all the things that I know and how do they help this monologue I'm working on? Or how do they help the scene I'm working on? Or how do they help this character I'm working on? So you can kind of go through and force yourself as an exercise. You know, keep in mind, there really is a difference between when I'm working on a part and when I'm working on technique. When I'm working on a part, a lot of times I have to just kind of sit back and say, okay, here's what hits me. Here's what hits me first. And then if that doesn't work, you go back and you say, all right, well, what hit me first doesn't help. But it, it's, uh, you know, you have to like jump around here. You have to work with this. But periodically you can sit back and you can say, okay, there is a concept and this, and I will get to this issue. I have another one first, but I have this issue because Walker asked in class last time, when do you work on the theme? The theme is, what is it about? And the answer to the question, what is it about, is not the plot. That's important to know. Now, in our work process, there is a point where you may say to yourself, so what is it about? And also, you may not be able to answer that question right away. I, I, I mean, what is it about in a theme? I also have described it as when the curtain goes down, when you fade to black, what do you want the audience to think? I mean, there are a lot of ways to think of what the theme is. And also, I have to say this, people seeing Death of a Salesman may come away and, and say it's about father and son relationships. Somebody else seeing it may come away saying it's, it's about how we toss away people in America. I've always kind of approached it as it's a play about the American dream being a lie. But the theme is what kind of brings you to life. And so Walker's question, you know, who knows? You know, at what point you say, yes, but what is this about? If you're working on, as you are, let's say you're working on Roy Cohn, and you say, so what is that about? What is he about? What, if, if I said, what is the theme of Roy Cohn? And just at this stage of your work, Walker, just, you know, any place, just what do you think? What do you, what do you think it's about? At this point, I would say dominance. Okay. Brilliant. You know, a great start. But I know there's more there. Well, no, but I mean, if I were working on the part, I would probably at this stage of work, I would say, 
It's about power, mm-hmm. you know, which is similar to dominance. But you see what I mean? But if we work on it, work on it, work on it, we may come up with something totally different. We may come up with something that because we've dug down more, we'll come up with something else. But I just have to say this. The theme is often something we forget about. We forget that it exists, that it is an element or the idea. Let's call it the idea. Maybe theme sounds a little bit too much like I'm in junior high school. But yes, the idea. What is it an idea of? But you see, if I have a sense of the idea of it, it helps me as long as I understand that ideas are big. I mean, this is another thing. We're dealing in a time, 2021, where we may not know that ideas are huge. So if you're a young actor, you may have to take yet another step where you have to identify that it is a big idea. It is a universal idea. It is a cosmic idea. It's an idea that has changed the face of civilization. And uh, an actor like Mark Ruffalo doing Awake and Sing can see that he that his character's spine is in search of a home because he knows how huge the word home is. Another actor may not. And another actor may not may not get that. So y- there are a lot of levels of the work that we do. And part of the level of the work we do is not just what is going on or what's the idea of this or what is the idea of my character or how does my character fit into the idea, any of that. I mean, and, and, and quite honestly, any of that vocabulary works. But I may have to sit back and say, oh, hold on a second. That's a big idea. And it helps me move from reporting uh, and, and lifting a play up. None of this really is easy. If, it was, if, if this were easy, anybody could do it. I mean, that's really the issue. Your brother can memorize lines. What your brother can't do is breathe life into the words. So part of this, understanding the idea, is that, that the idea... Maybe one of those things, as many things are with technique, where you're not getting it, you're not getting it, and you're not getting it, and you stop back and say, okay, what are all the things I know to do? I know. What is the idea of this? What is it about? Ah, I haven't, I haven't done that. Now I'll do that. And you go, ah, that helps. You, you see, with a lot of it, you just have to sit back and you have to say, oh, God, what are all the things that I know? What are all the things that I've learned? And the funny thing is, I never told Ruffalo this. When, when Maura Tierney got in touch with me, through my friend Christina, because she was working on this off-Broadway play, and she was lost in rehearsal, and Christina said, I'm going to put you 
in touch with Milton, my friend Milton, he'll find you. And so I totally stole it from what Ruffalo had told me he had worked on an Awakened Sing. And I said to her about this character, I said, she will do anything to have a home. And Morrow went, oh, of course, that explains everything. But I mean, you know, we're talking about, I mean, Maura Tierney is, was not just on whatever that hospital series was that allowed her to buy three houses. But, you know, she also does theater all the time. And she works like an actress all the time. And it didn't occur to her. And, of course, it was an idea. She will do anything to have a home. And she says, of course, that explains everything. That's why she should let her brother stay with her with the, with the hustler he picked up in the park. Because she had asked the question, I don't understand this woman. Why on earth would she let her brother bring a hustler into the house, a guy that she met in the park. But suddenly it was like in digging around, digging around and trying to answer a question that was absolutely paramount to her in order to understand this part. She could not put it together. And I mean, she's really good. But she could not put together what the problem was. And that was it. And I stole it from Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) I I mean, I was having this conversation with Justine, who's playing Stella in Streetcar. And when Blanche tells her that they lost Belle Reed, they lost her home, practically our whole session yesterday, was talking about the effect of losing your home on Stella. It was fine that we'd said how independent she was. It was fine that she wanted to get out from underneath the shackles of the South. It was fine that she left home and went to New Orleans and got a job. And it doesn't say where she met Stanley, but it was during the war. And so we figured there was work in factories during the war. And she got a job in a factory. And then Stanley came. And that's where she met Stanley at the factory. And so she had the freedom of being out from underneath all of that Southern oppression, all of that dating men because they would have enough money to save Belle Reed, um, going out with somebody because they were socially prominent. And she had all of that that she could get absolutely out from under. And then Blanche says, we lost our home. And if you don't understand the size of the idea of home, then you cannot get what happens to Stella when she hears that they sold Bell Reed. Otherwise, you say, lost? We lost it? You see, it's, it's the lines say, we lost it. We lost Bell Reed. How did that happen? But if you know the size of the idea, then it's something to play. Then now you suddenly understand what this character is. I mean, all of these things, these are ideas. It's the reason we have difficulty finding actors to play these big plays. It's difficult because we don't have actors who understand that these plays are about ideas. These ideas are huge ideas, and these are ideas that have absolutely shaped mankind, and they continue to. I mean, here's the thing, you you know, with with all of it, it, it's like, 
I, I don't know how many tools we have. You know, we have character, we have character trait, we have character path. God only knows how many things we have about character. We have the social circumstance, we have the circumstance of the play, we have the large circumstance, we have the media. I mean, good God, if you went through all the elements of acting, it's just, they're things we forget. Or things that suddenly we need something. And, you know, even if you've been doing it a long time, you still have to sit back and say, oh God, what's missing? What's missing? What's missing? I'm going to go walk the streets and figure out what's missing. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Keezer Trio, May This Be Love, from their album, On My Way to You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to questionsformilton at gmail.com. That's questionsformilton at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week.